Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters, and we're thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about connecting with our communities. It's an important thing for us to do. Often we can get stuck in that mindset and that idea of just being involved with your church or the people that are within your congregation. But God calls us to reach out to be examples. And part of that is just reaching out into your community. It may be with your school. It may be with a civic organization. We'll talk about some of those things in just a few minutes. Now, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to, to like it, to review it, to share it with others. And so that we can join with others in this uh, conversation about student ministry. Now, we do have a a big event coming up. This episode should drop before it, so there will be a few more days to where you'll have the opportunity uh, to register. But in Conway, Arkansas, we're going to have our annual student ministry workers retreat. It's designed for anybody who's full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer. We would love to have you there. You can find out how to register on our website. That's studentministrymatters.com. Well, before we go any further, um, I want to turn it over to Chris. Chris, tell them, uh, our listeners, about our, our podcast partner. You know, we have a great sponsor, and that sponsor's name is Central Baptist College. Uh, love CBC. You can check out CBC at cbc.edu, four-year Bachelor of Arts, Liberal Arts. How do I say that, Dan? Liberal Arts? That, that Bachelor sounds of right. Arts? Yeah. You get a Bachelor of Arts. It's a liberal arts school, which always can be a little misleading sometimes because the word liberal. But anyway, I'm totally messing up this whole promo right now. But nonetheless, (laughs) you need to go check out Central Baptist College, the Mustangs. Uh, They do have the traditional programs is what I'm trying to get at. But then they also have the non-traditional type programs like their PACE program, which allows a student who... Uh, who maybe was not able to finish a degree uh, at one point in their life, but wants to go back and finish at their yeah. own pace and uh, and do that in, in conjunction with a full-time job. They they make it very easy for uh, for anyone to be able to, uh, to do that. I know that there are several uh, people who have come through that program and have gotten their degree that way. And so it's pretty cool that they are able to do that. And, uh, and then the other thing about CBC that I just love, I just have to say this about my, my own personal experience is you make lifelong connections, whether you're in the PACE program or you're in the traditional program, you make lifelong friends, connections, uh, at CBC. You not only come away with, uh, with a, a solid degree, uh, and education, but you also come away with solid friendships and connections, uh, for really life. And so check out cbc.edu and, uh, go Mustangs. Go Mustangs. Man, it's it's been fun. My daughter is a student at Central Baptist College right now. She's in her third year. Uh, she's part of the, the CBC Singers. And Chris talked about some of that connection that happens. The children of my friends that I met at Central Baptist College back in the early 90s, their 
kids or students at Central Baptist College as well now. Um, in fact, some of them were in wow. the singers with with Cat. Yeah, I know I'm old. <laughs> But it, it's the oh. coolest thing to see when I go to a concert. I can get to see some of my friends. Um, but, man, that's that's what we're looking for. We're looking for lifelong friends, for people that we can be connected, especially when we're in ministry. We need somebody that we can reach out to and say, hey, what do I do about this? Or how do I handle this crazy church member? You know, we've all had those those type of people in our lives. Well, Chris, I know that there is um, a new thing that's happened in your life with your family. As our listeners hopefully know, we're both husbands. We both have kids. We, you know, we both got dogs. We're, we're those type of people. Your wife's just taken a new position with our missions office. Describe that yes. for us. Yeah, she has. Um, well, I, I don't know if I'm the one to, to really be describing it, but I will say as a proud husband, uh, I'm very thankful for my wife and, and super proud uh, of her. Uh, this is something that the Lord has blessed her with and blessed us with, uh, something that we weren't necessarily actively looking for uh, at all. The Lord had given us and given her specifically just uh, a real piece about being a full-time mom. And, and up until this point in our marriage, we've been married for almost 10 years and we have two boys. We've been blessed to be able uh, for her to be able to do that. She stayed at home and she's raised our, our kids. The other blessing is that the Lord has placed us in a in a location where we have a, a great Christian school and mm, both of, yeah. both of my kids are now in that school. Uh, and so my wife is, has now a little bit more time on her hands during the day and the Lord just kind of gave her this opportunity. And, and so, yeah, we're praising him for it and, uh, excited to, to kind of peek into this next chapter of, of our life for, in that way. So what, what is the, does the position have a title? I know it. And yeah. You, um, what's involved? Yeah. Again, I don't want to say the wrong thing, Dan, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. The, the title, she the won't title, listen to this. The, the title, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. She won't. Um, the title of, uh, for her is a uh, relations coordinator, I believe. And so she'll be uh, essentially a liaison between the missions office and our missionaries and also our churches. Um, and so doing a lot of work there, um, among other things, you know, just like any job, you're going to have different hats that you, oh, yeah. you wear. So I, I think, uh, right now and in, in the, the weeks to come, uh, she's figuring out what hats are going to be hers and, and how they're going to fit. Um, our group of churches is very mission minded. Um, it always has been. That's one of the things that I've enjoyed. But with a name like Baptist Missionary Association of America, you would expect that, that we care about missions, about reaching the world with the gospel of Christ. And, and really, that's kind of what, why we're talking about what we're talking about. We want to be involved in reaching our worlds with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we want to connect with our communities. We want to reach out to those that are around us. Uh, just recently, when I say just recently, it happened last year, and boy, it happened again. The athletic director at Lincoln High School in Lincoln, Arkansas, came to me and said, hey, we'd like for you to announce the football games. And if you'd known me in high school, you would have thought, no, nah, that's crazy, because I'm a band guy. You, you give me an intro to the band, I've been all over that and been super excited. Uh, but a friend of mine who had ser that's a teacher out there said, hey, why don't you check with Dan Carson. I thought, well, okay. And um, guess what? Now I'm the voice of the Lincoln Wolves. And so on Friday nights out there in Lincoln, Arkansas, you're, you'll hear me doing that. And part of my thinking was, this is a way for me to be involved in the community, 
that doesn't mean that I'm preaching. It doesn't mean that I'm evangelizing. It's just being a part of a community and part of our surrounding community. Northwest Arkansas is a rather large and growing space. Um, Lincoln is actually a few miles from the community that I serve in, but it all just kind of runs together. you got people who work in different places, this I-49 corridor up here, you know, people just work all over the place. So it's a great thing. It's a way that I'm involved in the community. And so it, it got me to thinking that we need some principles. We need to think through how we're going to get involved in our community. And uh, it's something that can be difficult, especially for those of us in the church, because sometimes the church, the expectation is that you spend all your time there with those people. But we've got to figure out ways to get involved in our communities. Chris, how how are you involved or been involved in the past in in your community? Yeah, uh, you know, first off, let me just say and just echo. I think this is a a very pertinent topic and discussion that we need to have. And to answer that question, Dan, of of how I've personally been involved in my community, I, th- I think is, I mean, it's a big answer, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Because when we think about community involvement. Uh, we, as you've already noted, we can very easily get kind of stuck even within a ministry mindset mm-hmm. of of just, okay, um, let's get something on the calendar. Let's go serve at this place and let's go do this at this place. Let's make sure that we're, you know, picking up trash after this, this particular game or or whatever. And, and none of that is bad. I mean, we want to be involved. In a, and so I would say first, yeah, we've We've, you know, helped out our, our schools and, and we've served in the local missions and we have here in Hope, Arkansas, we have, you know, just one uh, example would be Hope in Action. It's a, uh, is a ministry, it's a entity within our community that seeks to help those who are um, either without a home at the moment and, or those who, who need help with food. So there's a pantry there. And so there's different ways that we've been involved that way. But then not to take the conversation in, in too far of a, a wrong direction, but I, I think it's important for us to think in terms of our, our, our self and our families. Uh, so a, an idea that I'd like to just kind of throw out there is, you know, be, be where you are, how you are, and when you are. Mm, that's um, good. And so, you know, for me, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm currently, you know, I'm, I'm in Hope, Arkansas. How I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young dad with two young boys and, and a wife, you know, and, and so that opens up opportunities right now for us naturally to be involved. Last year, my kids played baseball and t-ball, you know, and I can't coach two teams, nor would I want to, but I was able to coach the t-ball team, you know, and so um, there's involvement there. I'm meeting families and meeting people just through the natural ebb and flow of, of life in that sense, you know. Yeah. Um, I enjoy I enjoy sports, and so I try to play certain things. I, I, I work out, and so I do that within a community-based atmosphere. I don't just just go to a gym and, and kind of disconnect from everybody. I'm not saying that's bad. That might be a place for some people to disconnect for, but for me, it's a place where I can uh, further connect uh, just on a lighter level. Right. Um, yeah. You're not, but you're not doing any of that necessarily underneath the banner of ministry. You, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. uh, I could go further on, on examples, but I, I just think it's important for us to, when we think about being involved in our community, first off personally that we need to be where we are be how we are and when we are in other words let's let's be in the moment in that last part let's not try to just constantly be thinking about 
what this person that I'm meeting is going to do for me or my church or anything like that. Let's not be so self-serving in that sense. Let's let's just be in the moment and enjoy the fact that we're getting to make friendships and connections and meet new people and trust that the Lord's going to do whatever he wants from that point. Well, and that that is totally what I want us to talk about is this idea of us individually because there's there's two things that happen. One, it gives us opportunities to be faithful followers, to be obedient to the Great Commission for us individually. And then it serves as an example to those around us that we're not going to just spend all of our time in our holy huddles, as you may have heard <laughs> that phrase, um, together, but we're going to be out in our community. I love that, that you coached your son's t-ball game, our team. I did that when my son was in t-ball. That was the only time I've ever coached and somebody yelled at me for not sending a runner on into home. This is t-ball, people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I've coached a lot of other things. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I do taekwondo and I never had a parent yelling at me going, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, those things are fun, man. You know, and I think there's, uh, I think most people who are listening to this uh, would agree with us. You know, that's just... Um, that's, that's the natural way of life. And I, and I don't, you know, we have to work hard and, or at least I know I do. I have to work hard to not, to not always just try to compartmentalize, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, for me to help, help, for me to know and, and always remind myself that, you know what, when I'm going to watch my kids play soccer, you know, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting on that field yelling and screaming, saying, get up and run, all this kind of thing. And I, but I'm doing that. I'm doing that beside other parents, you know, and right. it's an opportunity for me to, to make friends. And I, I think we, we oftentimes run the risk in, in ministry and with ministry positions of not, uh, of kind of thinking, okay, ministry connection first instead of friendship first, mm. um, you know, and I mean, and when we do that, we, 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 I think we miss out on some things like for instance, uh, and I don't mean just to go on about this, but in, in the gym that I work out in, there's a lot of people that, uh, over the last five years I've seen come and go, but there's been like this constant, I mean, we kind of call it our, even our, uh, the name of our gym is hustle town. It's our hustle town family, you know, and this is, this is where, uh, I mean, I've got friends there, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and friend, those friends, I mean, not all, they don't all go to our church. Um, and, and so, and I think sometimes as, as pastors, we kind of get into this, this mindset that my friends can only be people who go to my church or, um, I'm only making connections in order to get people through the doors of my church. Right. right. And, um, and man, that's just, that's so limited in, in many ways. Um, I'm not saying that we don't think with a gospel centered mindset, but I'm just saying like, Hey, be in the moment. Like, you know, I've laid on the floor sweating, gasping for air right next to somebody else before, you know, and there's a connection that's made and we haven't spoken to each other. We've just been through the same brutal workout that, that everybody else had. And so, uh, I think there's something to that, but that forms community, uh, for, for me at least. And it it makes me, it makes me thankful for mine. Yeah. It, it just made me think about uh, the night early on in my Taekwondo training that I didn't pass out, but I went literally blind. I Everything whited out. And so I'm laying there on the mat thinking, okay, I'm going to die. You know, it wasn't a question of anything else other than I'm going to die. And so they're yeah. taking care of me and looking at it. And I'm thinking, okay, afterwards I thought, well, how did I respond? Did I respond in a Christ-like manner? I mean, it, you, you're out there, people see you and it's important, um, how you respond. And over the yeah. years of being with these people, 
that, you know, this family that's away from any other family, the, that Taekwondo group for me, they've seen who I am. They've seen the mistakes. They've seen frustrations, but they've seen uh, some other things. And so it provides opportunities. You know, we yeah. don't want to just have it be about those opportunities, but it can be about those opportunities. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, what I wanted to do was to share just a couple of my um, principles as you're kind of looking, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm here. I'm new to this community. I'm the new youth pastor. I'm here. I don't know what to do, but I know I need to get involved in my community because one, if you're a youth pastor, your life doesn't need to be just students. It will drive you nuts. Um, you need to connect with people of your own age um, and then be a part of part of that community. And so I've got a, just three short things, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about some things and some ways that we can connect with our community, some opportunities that you can look for. And so the first one is this. Are you praying for God to open up doors for you? Uh, we need to make prayer a priority in everything that we do, um, but often we don't. We think, well, um, I'll just look around and see what's what's happening. But prayer needs to be first and foremost in everything. And so as we're looking for ways to connect in our community or where we're going to spend time, that extra time, whether it's your local CrossFit box or it is at your Taekwondo studio or wherever you're going to go and whatever you're going to be involved in, you need to pray about that and then pray about those opportunities. You may have an opportunity to coach a, a t-ball team or a football team or whatever um, those opportunities are, but be praying about it so that, that God can be the one who provides it. You know, there are times where I forced myself into situations and those opportunities just kind of fell flat. Um, there was, it was just a lot of frustration. Um, but when I asked God to just say, all right, provide, well, now I'm out at Lincoln announcing football games. <laughs> uh, the second is this, is this something that you can enjoy doing? Uh, back in my younger days, I dreamed of doing voice work for commercials, television movies, you know, some of those type of things. Um, however, it always seemed like an unobtainable dream. When God gave me this opportunity to announce those games, it was something that I thought, yeah, I could enjoy that. And so there are going to be opportunities for you to connect with your community, uh, but would you hate every moment of it? You know, uh, coaching your son's t-ball team. If you love your son, yeah, you might do it anyway, but if you don't like working with five-year-olds, then it's a bad choice um, for you to be the coach. You can be supportive. You can go cheer them at the games, but man, five-year-olds. Uh, the number three, is this something that might stretch me as an individual and a servant of the king? We want to be growing. We'll, we want to be lifelong learners. And so is this opportunity going to be something that is unusual, that perhaps will stretch me, that'll help me get out of my own comfort zone? I never announced a football game before I sat down at the mic that first night. And they said, oh, just do this. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so I'm stepping through that. That's helping me um, in some other areas in my life. But it's also, the fact is I'm an introvert. And so when you have people that come into the box, it forces me to get outside of my that comfort zone and to speak to people and to communicate with them. And so as you're looking for something to, to connect with your community, those are just three simple ways, three simple things that you can ask um, and say, okay, will this, will this work for me? Am I, am I praying about it? Am I, is it something I can enjoy? Is it going to stretch me as an individual? So as you look around and you think about how you're going to connect in your community, 
ask yourself some good questions before you just dive into it. Now, Chris, um, can you think of anything to add to that, that sort of list? Any questions you might ask yourself before you get involved? You know, um, I, I like all three of those, Dan. I mean, I think anything I'd have to offer right now, not necessarily be to add to those as much as just to kind of go into a little bit of practical depth of, of how, how we might do that. Um, yeah. uh, and so, you know, and a couple of things that just kind of come to my mind that I've jotted down are, you know, hit the local spots. Um, mm. so, you know, when it comes to connecting, um, I, I don't know where everybody is who's listening to this, but I'm assuming that there's, there's several people who are listening and they're from a small town like mine. You know, I'm, I'm living in a, in a town of 10,000, right. And we have an interstate running through, um, uh, not everybody has that. I mean, it's, we all live in different contexts, but then there's others. I mean, like you, Dan, you, you live in a, not necessarily a rural place. I mean, it's much more urban, um, around yeah. you, even though you've got rural areas, but I mean, you've got, I mean, when's, where, where's the nearest Starbucks to you right now, Dan? Oh gosh. Um, less than two miles. I mean, less than two miles. See, yeah. I got to drive 30 minutes. I got to drive 30 minutes, you know, and there's some, and there's some people listening to this that like, man, I don't even have a Starbucks within two hours. So, yeah. you know, we all live in different spots, but here's the thing, whether we're, I think whether you're in your context or I'm in my context, um, we would agree that there are kind of those local spots, the people who live, the people who live there and the people that are in those circles, like there's those local hot spots, And, um, you know, uh, one of the first things that I did when I moved to Hope was I tried to find one of those local spots, and uh, and I, I I found some old guys. <laughs> I mean, because normally that's you know there's a spot somewhere within your community yeah, where those yeah. old guys, the older generation, man, they're they're eating breakfast every morning, they're they're having coffee every morning, they're doing something, they're meeting up, whatever. Um, and I found that whether it's just two or three of them, and it doesn't mean you just crash their party, but man, be a, be a regular, walk in, introduce yourself. Uh, let them know who you are and, and, you know, and, uh, and just get to know them that kind of, that kind of way. And, uh, I think that's a great way to do that. So find those local spots and, and just have that common rapport. It doesn't mean that they're going to always invite you to eat breakfast with them. I, I kind of fell into that trap. I'll say there, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Okay. Because when you do find the local spot and you do find the old guys, what you have to realize is, is that you are still a youth pastor on a budget and have a family. <laughs> And these old guys, like they're retired and they've, they've got money coming in and well, I guess they do. And they're, they're buying their breakfast every single day, every morning. They are there getting the same breakfast. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't last with them. I couldn't, I couldn't go there every day and spend $8 yeah, yeah. for breakfast, you know, because I'm thinking, man, that's $40 a week, right? That's almost $200 a month. I can't do this, right? Um, I still got to feed my kids. And so I, I realized quickly, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let them be the regulars. I'm going to make sure that I'm regular and just kind of popping in, saying hi, letting them know my face, that kind of thing. But what's really cool is where that led. And this is not this is just true for me um, as far as my experience is one of those guys that I met, he owns a local business and he's been in business as, uh, you know, for, for years. And he's kind of just one of those hometown guys that, you know, sells appliances and anything that you need. And we ended up buying our appliances from him. Um, and he's somebody that I go back to regular over and over again. Um, he's not a part of our church. Um, he's just a friend of mine and a, a good guy. And, uh, but I go down that route. I go, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I just want to just make a connection here. And this is one of the reasons why I just love my, my hometown. Um, I love hope is because, you know, 
when we when we bought our house here in Hope, we we could have gone thirty minutes down the road to Texarkana, where Home Depot is, Lowe's, all the all that kind of stuff. We could have got all of our appliances that way, but thankfully we didn't. We went to a local, this local guy, and said, "Hey, this is what we want." And man, he he hooked us up. You know, we still paid for it. He didn't like give it to us, but but we we did local business. So I think that's just part of another way, another element when it comes to connecting with your community is, you know, find ways to get involved in just those normal everyday things that you've got to do. When you've got to go buy a refrigerator, um, try to avoid going to just the big box store where you're not going to really have a big connection. Um, maybe go to a local spot where, you know, they've been in business for years and you might pay a little bit extra, but you're going to build a relationship and, um, it's to the point now where every now and then I can just walk into his business. I don't have to buy anything. I'm just walking in saying hi and seeing how they're doing, that kind of thing. And um, over time, you know, it it makes you grow more in love with the people that you are placed among in your community. But it also just, I mean, I think it carries out what first uh, what Paul told Timothy in First Timothy, you know, chapter three. He said, you know, they. Moreover, after all this list of of qualifications for an overseer, for a pastor, for an elder, he says, moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, uh, uh, yeah. you know, and, and that has everything to do with just reputation. Um, now, we're not perfect. You've, we've already admitted that. We make faults, you know, so when we when I go to the CrossFit gym, I mean, I mean, there's times where I get upset at myself because either I did something wrong or I didn't do it right, whatever. And, you know, and there's been times where I've had to backtrack and, and apologize for my attitude toward certain things, but people see that, okay, you're, you're a real person. Um, but that, again, I, I think that just, it, it allows us to be able to be well thought of by outsiders. And, you know, that word outsiders, um, I don't know how people hear that, but, I believe in this context, Paul's talking about people who are outside of the church, yeah. people who are yeah. not not coming through your door every week, people who are not a part of your faith family. What what do those people think about you? Um, do you have a good reputation? Uh, and we can get consumed with that, right, to the point where it's unhealthy, uh, to where we care about everything that people think about us. But the purpose is not for us to be so uh, self-centered as if we're people pleasing, but it's, it's a matter of, are we representing Christ in all these different contexts in, in an honorable way? And again, I, I could go on and on, but I think I've, uh, rambled on this point enough, but I just think it's important to, to find those spots and stretch yourself, like you said. And, and sometimes it is a stretch to, to go up to some old guys at a table and say, Hey, yeah. my, my name is Chris <laughs> and I want to sit down with you. <laughs> You know, especially if you're the the new youth pastor in town, and so there's already an age gap. Oh yeah, um, but significant age gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and hey, I also noticed. Uh, I remember this like the first day when I met them. It was like this. Uh, you know, some of the guys who didn't who just knew the church before me and all this kind of stuff. There, you know, it was like cracking little jokes, like, okay, we'll see how long this one lasts or, you know, whatever, like things like that, you know, and, and you got to, you got to deal with that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, you just yeah. laugh at it and laugh it off and that's, that's what you go and then just be consistent as you can be. Well, you know, as we look at this idea of connecting with community, you might, the initial thought might be, well, why do we want to talk about this and add this to the conversation about student ministry? And I think it's incredibly important because as the student pastor, as a youth pastor in your community, you have uh, great opportunities to impact 
the students and then the families that are there. And so as much as you can be out and be involved and as Chris put it, just the normal day-to-day pieces of life, man, that can make a significant impact and give you an opportunity to invite someone to come to church or maybe even more importantly is just minister to them when they're at a, at a hard time. You know, I, there are times when your community is going to be hit with something big and significant and hard, uh, but being there for them, especially in a community the size of Hope, that's about 10,000, uh, it's a little different as you get into these larger cities, but it's still those opportunities are there. And if you'll insert yourself into the local schools, the local civic organizations, the local you know leagues, um, all those different things, you'll find those opportunities to reach out and to, to start impacting families. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, right. you got anything else to add to this conversation? Man, I, I think I've spent my word quota for the day on this podcast. Okay. I, I feel like <laughs> I've rambled on a lot, but you know, I, I'll say this, Dan, um, I, I do think this is an important topic and I think it's important because of what we've already said. Um, we need to learn how to be people not just in our community, but of our community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's always going to be, um, how do I say this in a, in a nice way? There's that temptation to think, okay, well, I'm a pastor. And so I need to set myself apart from, from everybody else. Um, and, and I think, you know what I mean by that? There's, there's times where it seems like people are trying to just be a little bit higher and, you know, that kind of thing. And, Again, I can't fault or I can't talk about anybody in particular. I'm not trying to. I just know about for me that it's a decision to say, you know what? Yes, God has called me to a a position to a to a to a church as a as an elder within a church. And I, I believe me, we can talk a, another podcast about the high calling that that is. And as high of a calling as that is, the thing is, I'm still a I'm still a 30 year old in my community. You know, a, yeah. a family man. I'm still someone who, who is going to go and sit down at a restaurant with with my family and and see people that I interact with, bump shoulders with people at Walmart, all this kind of stuff. And so I've got to recognize that, yeah, I just I want to I want to take my calling seriously, and I do. But at the same time, I got to be a person of my community uh, to the point where um, I'm able to I'm able to just be a, a regular man. Uh, within Hope, Arkansas, that that people um, can can count on if they need to call somebody for help. Um, that you know that if uh, if anything is needed, I mean that kind of thing. But not not to serve myself. I mean it's it's this is meant to just be a part of my community. Um, and and I, again, we could go into more particular ways um, of how as a man we should we should think about that, but. I just think it's important that we we don't compartmentalize. We don't take off our church hat and then go and act like we're not a pastor. Um, and then at the same time, we don't need to put our church hat back on and act like we're not a man of the community. Um, somehow we need to figure out how to wear both hats, so to speak, and and know that, um, like you just said, you know, crisis moments will occur. And we never, we never can plan for those. Nobody plans a crisis moment. Um, but when crisis moments occur, whether on a macro scale or on a micro scale within a person's life, what I found to be true is that uh, the people that I'm regularly interacting with who aren't a part of our church, when they have those crisis moments, um, they, they tend to reach out to, uh, to me or to my pastor 
um, for counseling reasons, for just somebody to talk to, um, not because they think that we have it all together, but because they just know that we're approachable and um, and that we'll take them seriously. And and we've shown ourselves and, and try to keep showing ourselves to be uh, that kind of, of person. So um, anyway, there you go. I rambled a little bit more, but <laughs> it's not rambling, man. Um, God has called us to be a part of our communities. He's called us to be Jesus in our communities, to love on people all around us. And they're going to see us. And the students that are outside of our youth groups, they're going to see us. And so we have a great opportunity, again, to love on them, to show them Jesus in all aspects of life. And that's what we want to do. And we want to do all of these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.